great power comes great responsibility. I am Iron Man. All right, hello and welcome back to the Heroes Podcast. I am your host, Mitch, fall, uh, with our host, co-host. Carlos. Welcome back, baby. Carlos Rivera. And on today's episode, we are going to be diving deep, and I mean deep, into the X-Men movies, I was comics. A bad joke, but I won't. No, no jokes, not yet. First few minutes in. We'll wait till they, they come in naturally. There we go. We're going to be diving into the X-Men, the movies, the comics, and what's in store after Marvel just bought the rights to the X-Men. So Disney, as they monopolize everything in the world, they just bought, oh God, what was it? Fox? Yeah, yeah. they bought Fox and for like $80 billion, That was like last year. Crazy amount of money. But in doing so, they bought back the rights to the X-Men to use in the movies. Did they end up getting anybody else? Fantastic Four, I think, in that deal. Yeah. So they got Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom, Silver Surfer, um, Man-Thing, which is a really obscure one. Um, I think that was it. I think it was just those, like, main ones that they got back. Okay, okay. Um, But in doing so, they now got the rights back to... um, put the X-Men not just in comics but in the movies with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So there's literally been excuse me, zero zero like said about what's gonna happen with the X-Men. And there's been a lot of speculation that has like come out about what they're gonna do. So first we just wanted to give a quick background story, our opinions on the movies. And you know the movies aren't really that good. The first trilogy uh, was, um, as I put, butt cheeks. They were not good. <laughs> they were. They really weren't. Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, and a few other characters were like a saving grace in it. Like out of it, we did get Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine, which is he is born to play that role. Yeah, it's the only good thing that came out of it. Um, the second movie was great. I'm trying to remember the plot of the second movie, but I can't to save my life. Um, but the second one out of the, the trilogy was was good. The first and the second, the first and the third one were bad. And just just like, to clarify, I'm sorry, everybody listening out there. I actually haven't seen a lot of the X Men movies. I've seen a few of them, but I haven't seen them in years. It's fine. Like I said, like I told you a, a couple of weeks ago, the first movies not that good. Honestly, you could probably skip over them. Read the synopsis, look up a plot line of it, figure it out, and then you can jump into the prequels. Which, honestly, the prequel movies, which are like, they're the sequel to the original trilogy, but they go back in time to how the X-Men started. So it shows a young Charles Xavier, a.k.a. Professor, Xavier, Professor X, and a young Charles, a, a, a young Eric Lencher, a.k.a. Magneto, and how they became, how they like created the X-Men together, which is how they originally, the X-Men came to be, they originally created it together. And X-Men First Class, great. Set up everything really well. You know, um, uh, what the hell is his name? James McAvoy as Professor X was amazing. And then who is the... Michael Fassbender as Magneto was everything I could have asked for and then more. And then the next movie after that, what was that? Is that the one... 
that's the movie with uh, the kid from American Horror Story is Quicksilver. That not yet. Okay, Days okay. of Future Past is the one okay. where Evan Peters comes in and Evan becomes Peters. Quicksilver, yes. which was even better. Which was everything I could have asked for, and then some with the Days of Future Past storyline they adapted. It was so good. It was so fun. I showed you the scene with um, Quicksilver running around the room. Yes, it's that was the best. Like in how they like set up the the shot. It, so for backstory in the scene there's guards trying to shoot the heroes and quicksilver starts running around the, the a room at super fast speed but from his point of view everything is super slow and they have the most they have a great song playing if i could take time in a bottle freaking it was so good everything put together was amazing and i love the whole scene to see not like everything super fast but to see from like the speedsters perspective was amazing that whole movie was great i loved it it was so good peter yeah, dinklage you got him like running around dude and he freaking like you can tell how fast he's going when he pokes one of the guards face and it's like it like jiggles and he like takes one of the guards uh hands makes it a fist and like and he like just he lightly taps it but as like when the time comes speeds back up it's like a full-blown like punch the face it was yeah, so it great. was so good i loved it um then for the next movie um x-men apocalypse that was bad um and i'm disappointed because apocalypse is my favorite villain in the x-men and i i love don't get me wrong oscar isaac's amazing actor you know poe dameron he's going to be playing moon knight in the future like he's amazing yeah definitely he did not do well as Apocalypse. That was I was not happy. And then all the um all the four horsemen. So they brought in Storm, Angel, and then Magneto was one of the horsemen. And who is the last one? I literally just had it today. Oh God, I'm drawing a blank here. Wow, I'm embarrassed. There was it all the four supporting people were great. Oh, Psylocke. It was Olivia Munn playing Psylocke. She was actually pretty good, even though she didn't really honestly do much in the movie. It was actually pretty good. And then to see like a young Cyclops, Jean Grey, Nightcrawler, like all the young, the people when they first came to Xavier school was really cool. But like the whole storyline, the plot, really bad. Um, acting, really stale. Oscar Isaacs, love you. You did not do good, but we'll forgive you. We'll look past it for Moon Knight in the future. We'll use Poe Dameron in the Star new Star Wars trilogy as your get-out-of-jail-free card because you did 100%. amazing. 100%. And then I'm not even going to talk about Dark Phoenix because I didn't even see it, but I, I heard I heard it was the biggest butt cheeks yeah. out there out of all the four prequel movies. I heard it was really terrible. Um, Which is really upsetting because the trailer looked pretty good. I'm trailer looked good. Looks, I mean, she's like, in, she's like one of the most OP people when it comes. Yeah, to Jean is crazy, and I mean, not to uh, Sophie Turner who played Jean Grey in the in Age of uh, in Apocalypse, and then in Dark Phoenix. She's a great actress, and they made her do a stupid American accent, um, which honestly actually sounded legit. But I just wasn't. She just wasn't it for Jean, and again. Another, uh, another X Men like 
series of movies and another failed attempt at making the Dark Phoenix. They're 0 for 2 now. And then um, they had, I'll just clump these two together. They had the Wolverine, where Wolverine went to like Japan. Mm -hmm. And that one was actually, it was cool, but it wasn't really that good. And then they had X-Men Origins Wolverine, which one shows how like he started and honestly, the only good thing that came, that came out of... Nothing good came out of Wolverine. Like, it really did nothing for the overall X-Men plot. It was just like a... It was just a bloodbath of Wolverine going around murdering people the whole movie, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then in the, in the X-Men Origins Wolverine, the only good thing that came out of that was... Uh, I mean, we got to see more of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. In the scene, I don't know if you've seen it, where they're pumping the adamantium which is the unbreakable metal in the Marvel universe into Wolverine's skin. Mm-hmm. That scene was cool to see how like it pretty much like took him over essentially. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I keep on hearing rumors too, that uh, the new cap shield is going to be made at a, at a, at an, at an, at an, <laughs> go for it. At an, at, be- an, at an, at <laughs> Adamantium. <laughs> Adamantium. I'm a little slow. Right? No, you're good. It's a big word. Big words confuse us. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, to see like the adamantium like skin or not skin, but like metal being pumped through and how it like coats his bones and he has like when he first goes into the procedure, he has um, he has bone claws. But then yes. when he leaves, he has the giant metal claws. Oh, it looks so cool. Yeah. And um, Leave Schreiber. I don't know if you've ever seen, um, oh, God, Ray Donovan, the show on yeah. HBO. He played Sabretooth. Okay, and he I did, did it, know that. I did know he that. He did play it really well. Um, and then even though it was bad and everyone likes to um, make fun of him for it, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool was terrible. <laughs> but – yeah, we talked about it in the last episode how it was bad. But um in this, it's him playing this awful version of Deadpool sparked so much controversy that it started up the movement of people petitioning to get Ryan Reynolds to do a like a legitimate version of Deadpool, which then it escalated into him doing like Deadpool one and two as rated R and then just skyrocketing. Praise the Lord, man. Yeah, absolutely. Even though they ruined Deadpool and X-Men Origins Wolverine, um, it created something better in the future, which I can, I'm, I'm happy with, even though that what they did to Deadpool in that movie was terrible. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like I, I'm pretty sure I, th- I said this last podcast. Like, that was terrible, but we got an amazing, amazing, hilarious post credit scene of Deadpool killing himself. Yeah. Like you just yeah. can't do better than that, dude. Yeah, it was it was funny, and then that was in that same one. Well, that was him killing himself in um, Green Lantern. In the next one, they had him jump into the scene at the end, where he was. Well, Wolverine was facing off against the Deadpool. Against the, yeah, 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 yeah. The one who has his mouth sewn up. But then the new Deadpool comes in and he starts cracking jokes left and right. It was so funny to see that one going. Yeah, dude. He's like, just clean up the timeline. Yeah, and then he just leaves. And then, oh, <laughs> uh, it was so funny. And then last movie, I don't want to talk about it because it was so good, and I don't even, I don't even want to try. But Logan was a masterpiece. It was so, it was so good. And that's all I want to leave it at. If if you guys have not seen Logan, uh, I mean, 
I don't want to tell you to leave and I'm not going to tell you to leave, but I want you to think about it because you're doing something wrong. Logan was amazing. And it was the best send off for Hugh Jackman's, the end of his career as Wolverine spoilers. I should have said that before I said that statement. I mean, I'm sorry. Supposedly the end of his career. I keep on hearing they're going to come back. I don't know. How yeah, I don't think so, but I, I think he's, he's kind of old. He's like, he's around the same age as Robert Downey Jr. Actually. Hugh Jackman. So it would make sense, yeah, that he's around the same age as Robert Downey Jr. Like, he's in his early 50s, so... My guy's 52. Yeah, and isn't RDJ like 57 or something like that? And RDJ is 55. I was close. So they're like around the same spot, so it would... I wouldn't be surprised if he decided to put up the cowl and put away the claws, but if he doesn't, I mean, I'd, I'd love it, but if he does... He does. We just he get did, some... He did a great yeah, job. Yeah, he, he did. Done, he he's got to pass the torch. Yeah. Um, so after that being said, I mean, the movies were a big miss. Most of them were a miss. I would say a few bright lights that shine in the fucking dark, but most of them were a big miss. Um, so we were talking not on camera, but we were talking about how we think the X-Men will be introduced into the movies. And we said that the, the biggest one that we saw, well, let me, this is what I came up with today. When I was writing out this list, I was like, what if this is real? What if mutants like Wanda and Pietro in the movies, mutants, what if they've been experimented on underground and then the snap happens? And I don't, I don't actually, the more I say this out loud, it doesn't make sense. I was going to say they were being experimented underground and then they get out, and that's how mutants are integrated. But as I say it out loud, it actually doesn't make any sense. So moving on, (laughs) (laughs) we were saying how, and the one that makes the most sense, so when at the end of Endgame, spoiler alert, when Hulk snaps once, and then Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man snaps the second time, they were saying how it creates a massive amount of radiation. So one that we've, I've seen circulating around the internet and we talked about at length, I think, you know, the snap, both snaps created, um, like we're able to bring out like people's like mutant gene inside them and create like mutants out of it. And this is how it's going to, that's how they're going to get integrated. That's the one that makes the most sense. No. Yeah. I agree. It's like, I mean, you have to think of it this way. The radiation from two snaps, you saw what it did to Hulk's arm you saw what yeah, it did to rdj rest in peace yeah r.i.p iron man it's very similar to let's say like the terrigen oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> as if those who cannot see i did pull out my uh iron man pop of him snapping best pop amazing out there, absolutely best pop out there but um the terrigen mess yeah that creates um in the yeah, comics, it, it creates humans. humans. It creates. Yes. It makes them go through terogenesis, and then so when they finish, I, they become inhumans. Yeah, so I feel like that's very similar to the point where they could branch it off of that, to where they're if they could, if they were going to introduce them, they would do it in that type of aspect. I guess that would make the most sense because I mean they already did introduce. Well, they they have inhumans. They had the inhumans show that was big bad. Oh, it was so bad. Um, but then they had in um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they had the Inhumans that happened for, like, two seasons, right? They had, yeah. like, the Inhuman storyline where they had people have the crystals go through terogenesis, which is, like, a going through, like, a metamorphosis. You go into a cocoon, and then when you 
awake, you have like powers. So it, it's, it wouldn't be a stretch for them to maybe, they haven't yet, but branch off from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. into the movies. I would love to see that, dude. And I keep on hearing, too, that. Spoilers, of course. Um, Absolutely, think, spoilers. This is a spoiler for you, too, actually, because you haven't oh, seen last season. Oh, but. that's fine. I probably won't get around to it, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> Daisy and... She, she's in, in, the, in a ship in space. Yeah. And the way you don't really... Of course, that was the last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so you don't really know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. But she's in space going towards a huge, like, base, I guess you can say. Uh-huh. And I was thinking about that, and I'm curious to see if maybe they could tie it in if they wanted to bring them into the movies where that base is where Nick Fury's station Yeah, that's all I can think of. Rolled. The scrolls with the scrolls, yeah. Well, it was technically, I think that sword, the, yes. the the organization that comes in the comics after the fall of Shield, it's called Sword. Um, I don't remember the acronym to save my life. It's like strategic weapons and something, 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 something like that. Yeah. Um, but in the movie, at the end of uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, spoilers, you see Nick Fury on in a in space in a giant space station, which I think is a hint for Sword and how the more like intergalactic threats are going to be more monitored now in the Marvel universe. And that would make sense why at the end you see um, Daisy, right? It's not sky anymore. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I forget her name. I know it's quake is her secret agent name. Um, it would make sense why like at the end of the season, they would try to like integrate the show in rather than leaving it on like a cliffhanger. Yeah. I agree. So it'd be interesting to see what they do there. That's one of the Marvel shows that was very rare to actually stay on and not get canceled. So having that show, people wanted to see Daisy come to the MCU. Yeah, she'd be sick. And it would, it would, it would be a good, actually, it would be a good transition into kind of going off topic from the X-Men, but it would be a good transition into Inhumans, though. Yeah, definitely. And trying absolutely. to put them in. And then, then we could tie it back in. Inhumans versus X-Men storyline. Boom. But I've never read that, so we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Snap, going back to it, the Snap creating mutants from all the radiation makes the most sense to me and to us when we talked about it. My theory is Kerplunk. We're going to forget I even threw that, floated that one out there. Another one that I saw, and I've talked about this one for you. This is the more convoluted one. There was, it was, so in Spider-Man 3, confirmed like there was multiple Earths. Yes. So someone said there's an alternate earth where, so there's our earth, the main earth. Um, yep. Where there's superheroes, but no mutants. Other people are saying that there's an alternate earth where there's mutants and no superheroes. And then the snap made it. So they collided metaphorically or not like, not like, not like physically, but like, like Spider-Verse type shit. Yes, like it just, it all like merged together and thus put bringing superheroes and mutants all into one Earth. That one's a bit of a stretch. It would be interesting to see if they do that. I think the, the one that makes the most sense is the first one, the Snap. I think that would be the one I'd like to see the most, but I would also, you know, if Disney's listening, hit me up about my theory because we could make it work. Um, let, me, let me ask you a question. 
Yeah, hit me. So, for the teragenesis, yep. If people who touch the crystal aren't inhuman, they die. Yeah. So, if they did do this theory about the radiation, do you think a lot of people are going to die because of the radiation? It's going to be a lot of cancer. That's all I got to say. Yeah. That'd be, uh, yeah, that's true. They never talk about the, oh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of after effects. I didn't even think about that. Oh, my God. Like a lot. Because we don't know. We haven't seen anything past Endgame. There's going to be a lot of cancer. <laughs> oh, my God. That's going to be far from home. They, really, they kind of just ignored everything. They called it the bloop. That's how much they didn't give a shit about the snap yeah. at all. They called they it the bloop. They made it a joke, bro. Literally, they made it a joke. The, I, will, I will always love you. Um, um, Iron Man tribute that shit had me shook. I was just, I've just been corrected by for those who can't hear, my girlfriend is in the room, Marielle. She just told me it was the blip, not the bloop. So, thank you, I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, Marielle. Um, but yeah, like, like in Spider Man, they made it a joke, like, they really didn't take it seriously. So, maybe there's Maybe the radiation doesn't affect people except for people with the mutant genes. I don't know because Spider-Man Far From Home had nothing to do with mutants. That had nothing to do. It pretty much it it, it, ignored it, everything. So I don't know if this, if this theory is true or not. There's probably hundreds of more theories that we could dive into. But... Anyone listening knows as well as we do that deep diving in the internet is a scary place. 100%. Especially with conspiracy theories and especially with movie conspiracy theories. There are some nuts out there that come up with crazy stuff. Not saying that we aren't nuts. <laughs> but there's some people who come up with crazy, crazy theories. And we, I, I don't feel like losing brain cells trying to deep dive in the internet for this more. Oh, if you dude, want... Like we could do a whole conspiracy theory episode in the Marvel universe. We, we definitely could. That. that will be in the future. I don't care if you guys want to hear it or not. We're doing it now. This is yeah, on the we're agenda. doing it. <laughs> this is on the agenda now. Have you heard of the uh, YouTube channel, New Rockstars? No. They do a lot of, like, I guess, conspiracy about, like, Marvel and everything. Bruh. Anybody listening, go check, that, go check that YouTube channel out. It's actually really interesting. What was it? Rockstars? New Rockstars. New Rockstars. Check them out. It's like, dude, the stuff that they come up with. Yeah. Of course, some of the stuff sounds like, like, dude, like really, but like a lot, a lot of the stuff that they actually do end up talking about. I heard this. It kind of makes sense when you hear it out loud. Like when you read it, you're like, no, but then when you hear it out loud, you're like, maybe. Exactly. Okay. Talking about the theory for the X Men. Okay. Into the MCU for the uh, radiation. I, I watched the video after we were talking about that. And it made me like, it made me happy that like more people are actually thinking about this theory. Yeah. What this possibly is true. But it, it, they, that channel is awesome. Like they dive deep, deep, deep into stuff. Well, now that we bring up this, I just, because I was perusing Facebook today and as I was doing my research, I again, I keep seeing Kang the Conqueror, who, if you don't know Kang, he's an interdimensional time traveling like uh, villain who he's crazy but he's been confirmed for um he's like an avengers villain it's not just spider-man he's like an everyone villain okay, okay. pretty sure just like a bunch of different people is like fought him um but he's confirmed for ant-man 3 
I didn't um, hear that. Wow. I, 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 and I, I, I was watching a YouTube video, actually, and it was, like, upcoming villains, and he was, like, number two, and he's, like, confirmed on the IMDb that he's in it. So it's not just, like, some BS conspiracy. It's actually, like, confirmed, confirmed. So now that I sit here and think about this and how Kang is, like, an interdimensional time traveler asshole, essentially – he might go and get the X-Men from a different, either whether they were alive in a different time or on a different earth, he could go and get them, bring them in and try to do like, try to do like an Avengers versus X-Men style fight, which would be cool. But that one, I'm still holding out on the snap one, making the most sense. The Kang one would be sick because Kang's a nutcase. I mean, don't leave it. Don't leave. Don't, give too much credit to marvel it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me i don't know that it's like hey mutants here you go honestly you yeah that's yeah universe. i didn't want to bring it up but yeah they could straight up just be like yo they've been here but they yeah. just haven't given a shit and i'd be so mad if they did that i'd be so angry it'd be a waste of trying to like bring in like like a multi-earth or like an inter like time traveling type of essence to the the, the movies if they were just like, oh, you know, <laughs> mutants are now a thing. Yeah. We've been here. We just didn't care. It's like, what the? What? Yeah. Just like, excuse me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That would, that would, I, honestly, now that you bring it up, and I didn't want to think about it, but yeah, Marvel could 100% float that BS our way, but I hope they don't. I hope they don't either. I mean, so, like I said, like, Stan Lee would roll over in his grave and oh, disgust R.I.P. He would be so mad if they really did would. that. I just wouldn't be surprised if they were like, they were in hiding the entire time. Oh, I'll be, mm, ooh, angry, big mad if they did that. I mean, look what they did with Captain Marvel. <sighs> yeah, well, Captain where was she this in, Where was she for Sokovia? Where was she for... She was just... All these, like... That battle in New York. Well, I mean, it makes sense. She was like, you know, everything planets. that's happening here is happening in other planets. But you'd think, you know, word that people with no powers or very little powers beat a, a, a giant race would float around the universe and she'd, excuse me, would float around the universe and she'd come flying back in to be like, yo, what up? Yeah. No. Yeah, that was annoying the way they brought her in and how they just kind of were like, oh, well. Other people needed me, and yeah. it was just I mean, kind of like, like we, we needed Earth. you. You go, you're from Earth. You go. Back. We're not part of other people. Yeah, <laughs> we're not good enough to be other people for you, huh? Uh, yeah, that was annoying. I don't want to dive too deep into that. That's gonna trigger me. No. And quick side note, actually, and I just remembered as I was diving, di- diving deep in um, researching today, there was. Do you remember the show The Gifted? Yes. That was an X-Men show. I forgot that was a thing. The Gifted. Oh my. It wait. was a it had like one season. It was an X-Men show that happened a couple years ago. I forgot about it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's one of those ones where I like I was looking up for like one of the characters that I wanted to talk about to be introduced in the movies. Um I like looked her up cuz I wanted to make sure I got the name right. Yeah. And it was like she appeared on The Gifted. I was like, excuse me? Yeah, I, that one, I forgot that show was a thing, and I was very, like, terrified that that was, that. I was like, how did I forget this? Yeah. Um, okay, so, 
I think we've expended the theories and I don't, I could, I don't, I want to save them from the, the next, another a future episode. I don't want to get too into it. No, of course. No, that, that episode is going to be, a- that's going to be fun. That's going to be so much fun. I'm going to, oh, yeah. I'm going to be like the, the meme with like Charlie day when he's got the board and all like the, yes. the red lines and my, <laughs> my eyes are bugging out of my head. I'm going to be like that, like going off of like two hours of sleep in like four days and just tweaking. But, it. From how they'd be introduced, now we're going to get into the com the, the stories, the storylines, the events that could happen. And these are all I came up, I like thought of a bunch of these, like off the top of my head, off of storylines that I've read, um, and how I think they could work the best. So I said the first one, they got to do a good version of the Phoenix Saga. Yeah. Because I'm, they're 0 for 2. I'm sick of seeing them waste such a cool character that stems that is such that is deeply rooted in the whole X-Men like it, that is just deep rooted in the X-Men themselves. It spans the Phoenix Saga spans through centuries of X-Men history. Like even to like in the future, like old man Logan storyline, the X the Phoenix Force is still a thing. So like I want them to do a good version of the Phoenix the Phoenix saga to set up a good Phoenix force for the future. And if they don't, I'm riding in the streets. Same with sorry, age sorry. of apocalypse. Awesome. Y'all get everything. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. You're good. I just want to make sure everything was all set. You're no, no, don't worry about it. Yeah. Happens. Um, same with age of apocalypse. I don't, you know, again, Oscar Isaac, we're giving you your pass for now. Anything else? Hard done. Pass. Yeah, we're giving you a real hard pass because that's how bad Apocalypse was. Um, but I mean, Age of Apocalypse is cool, and like, I want them to do it right. And like, in the storyline, they hop to the future, like Cable. There's like a whole Earth where like Age of Apocalypse, like Apocalypse takes over, and there's like crazy versions of like uh, X Men, and not only X Men, but like normal superheroes. Like, in one of the storylines in, I think it's actually in the Cable and Deadpool storyline, they went, they jumped to the future, to Age of Apocalypse, and one of the horsemen was Spider-Man. He had six arms, and he was crazy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so he, and they have, like, they had so many cool versions of, like, Apocalypse's horsemen, like, in the main age of apocalypse story that came out like the first one the horseman of death who's the strongest one was wolverine in that storyline and he was so like under um apocalypse's control that wolverine murdered his daughter in that storyline yeah it was savage dude it was crazy it was it was because it, it it was crazy. It was and like it was like past Wolverine was fighting Age of Apocalypse Wolverine, and he murked his technically Age of Apocalypse murdered his own daughter, but past Wolverine got grew so attached to her, knowing that it was his like daughter from a different Earth. He went like crazy berserker mode, and it was it was so it's like it was super powerful like that whole yeah. scene. And like in that scene, that series too, they have Dark Beast. I don't know if you've heard anything about him, but it's a it's a dark version of Hank McCoy's Beast. Okay. Where he's evil, and he's Apocalypse's lead scientist. Oh. And he makes he makes things for evil. Yeah, he's crazy. 
he comes into huge he comes huge into the uncanny x-men x-force storyline which i will talk we will talk about in a bit but um i'm gonna move on age of apocalypse they need to do phoenix saga if they if they don't do either one of them right we ride in the streets no i agree i'm coming for disney even though they're going to be owning everything by that point they need a redemption dude but where here's what we'll do we'll wear the the guy fox masks from v for vendetta and we'll start a revolution until they make until they make a good phoenix saga and age of apocalypse movie Dude, Those are my demands. God damn it. Those are my demands. All right. Moving on. Before I, I get... A, I do have a... Uh, oh, spit it out then. If you got it, just shoot for it. Just go for it. I do not like what they did to Pietro. Oh, Avengers Pietro? Yeah, yes. that was a fucking waste. So, He's a cool character. He's a wa- It was a waste. Now that after Endgame, of course, they can... Do whatever they want now. I think it's gonna be Evan Peters. Evan Peters, imagine that. Evan Peters coming. Evan Peters, Quicksilver coming to the MCU as like, cause like Wanda, like let's say like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. She wants her brother back. Yeah. Oh yeah. So she can go into another multiverse and and finds Evan Peters. Yeah. Oh, that'd be that'd be cool. That'd be dope. That would be funny. And he's he's. No, I um, what was the name of the dude who played? Oh, Aaron Taylor something. Who are you talking about? The guy who played Pietro in the in the MCU. Oh, yes. Like Aaron Taylor something. Yes. Loved him in Kick Ass, even though I wasn't a big fan of the movie Kick Ass itself. Yeah. Still, he was good in that. You know, he just I didn't like the cheesy accent, even though it was for the time and the place that they were. It worked. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. Even though it does make sense because Pietro in the comics is technically like, he's like a Russian accent, I'm pretty sure, something like that. He has like a thick, like, Eastern European accent. I mean, look what they did with Wanda, dude. That's true. I mean, hers were, I don't know why, but the, as I look at Wanda and I hear that accent, it works. But yeah, when I look at Pietro, when, it doesn't work. Yeah, but like when Wanda has like a, it's like that. And then. Oh, yeah, that. And, 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 <laughs> And then in Infinity War, she's like, hey, guys, what's up? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she, I don't know. The accents were a miss. I understood what they were doing because the accents for the Maximoff kids in the comics, and when I say Maximoff kids, I mean Wanda and Pietro, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. The accent for the Maximoff kids were accurate. I just didn't like them, to be honest. That's just me being upset over something stupid. I agree 100%. Um, Story back on track here because we keep getting we keep getting we're going on tangents here i love it don't get me wrong Uh um the next story we could do is cable and deadpool i would dude that needs to happen after deadpool 2 if they don't do it i'm putting that on the list now with the first two that i talked about if cable and deadpool isn't adapted we also riot in the streets yeah the comic books for is so funny you they're missing out on free money pretty much like essentially want it and people would watch it so why not make it and the storyline wouldn't be hard to adapt you cable josh brolin's cable is already like the one in the comics and ryan reynolds deadpool is the closest thing from comic book to big screen like adaptation anyone could get like the most perfect adaptation honestly and it was hysterical to see like 
how like they they always did in the comics they always did two separate things at two separate times but every action they did intertwined with one another with what they did in the future so like they would start one would start at like point a and point b but they would always come together right at the end of the story to interact team up like finish out the arc and then go their separate ways and then come back and it worked it was really funny and clever and to see them like Cable's no-nonsense, like, hard-ass, like, crazy, like, self-mixed with Wade's literal, clinically insane brain and yeah, murderous tendencies. Together. It was so funny. And like I said, I've read – it's 55 books. I've read it four through four times. That just shows how much I enjoy it. Yeah, dude. Like, it's, and it's gold. It was so good. Um, I absolutely love it. And if they don't do it – oh, Stan, I'm – I'm I'm resurrecting Stanley and we're riding in the streets. R.I.P. Stanley. I would never do that to you. I'm kidding. Yeah, honestly. Rest in peace. Love you. Um, but for the next, for the next adaptation, I think they could get away with storyline. I've told you to read it before. I love it. It's called Wolverine and the X Men. Um, yeah. And it shows it follows Wolverine opening up a new school. So they originally had. Charles Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters, which is – I might have to start integrating the word gifted youngsters into my vocabulary because I love it. It sounds funny. But um, in this one, he op- Wolverine becomes the headmaster, which is scary to think about, and he opens up a, a school called the Jean Grey School for Higher Learning, and it's pretty much just a more updated version of the X-Men of, of like the older x-men with younger kids yeah so and they have like people like um there's this dude there's this kid in the whole story he's really intertwined in the whole thing his name's quentin choir and he's called kid omega and he's like gene but stronger he's he's in a level he's an an omega level mutant which for the people not listening that that are listening but don't know what that means an 11 an Omega level mutant. That's a tongue twister right there. Real quick, try words, saying that words. five times fast. Yeah, big <laughs> words are a struggle, struggle for us. An, an Omega level mutant is someone that like is so powerful, like there's barely anyone that can rival them. Like they're insane. Like nobody, there's like barely anyone as strong as them and that can rival them. And he's crazy. Quentin Quire, his name's Kid Omega. He pretty much wants to create a mutant revolution and take uh, he like it's not even like take over the world he just wants to be recognized like he started the revolution on um oh my god what is that what is that island that they had i can't remember to save my life he started like a revolution inadvertently and now all he wants is recognition for it in the storyline. But he's like, he has telekinesis. Like he, he rivals Jean gray and Jean's ancestor from the future, Rachel gray. And he can create weapons with his mind essentially. So he can create like guns with his mind. Yeah. He's nuts. Then they have like, it's nuts. I love him. He's hysterical too. Throughout the whole book, he, him and Wolverine's relationship together is so it's, it's like cable and Deadpool. Like Wolverine's like no nonsense. Really? No. Yeah. It's like no nonsense. No BS. And Quentin's like, 
a jackass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's always trying to get into mischief, and Wolverine's always on his ass about everything. But throughout the whole book, he like matures. He realizes that like everything, like he's not bigger than every like the world. Like, and he yeah, yeah, yeah. he gets better. In the beginning, he's kind of annoying, but throughout the whole book, you grow to love him. Like he's amazing. There's other people like um, there's this kid named Brew, and he's a brood. You know what a brood is, the giant insects. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for those of you listening that don't know what a brood is, it's they come from a planet. They're literally uh, an invasive species. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're an invasive species that literally takes that like comes to your planet and infects and spreads and assimilates the whole population and pretty much just takes over. And they go from planet to planet doing that. And brew is part of the brood, but he's he speaks English. He's like hyper intelligent. He's like a kid who just wants to learn. He's not like the people that he comes from. So that was always, he was always, he's like the little nerdy kid in the group, but he was funny. Um, one of the future ones that comes in towards the end, his name's Genesis. Um, and he is a child version of apocalypse who they're trying phantom X, who we'll talk about in a few minutes Phantom X is sent him to the school to learn to be good. So trying to like get it so Apocalypse isn't... Everyone thinks that Apocalypse is only meant to be evil. But they're trying to show them that it's literally... Na- it's nurture versus nature. So like it's not him being born evil. It's him being at a young age being bred to be evil. And how being like around people who love him and care about him, he's going to be a good guy. And he's really fun to... to to read about too and his demons so to say as his he people tell him that he's apocalypse and now he has he has to worry about trying to stop himself from becoming that huge giant evil threat yeah he was really fun to listen to to read to the the whole story is hilarious and a shout out to my boy i didn't put on the list but my boy dupe um he's literally he's literally a floating green booger who does nothing but he is hysterical because he speaks a language no one can understand. So he just says stuff and everyone's like, all right. And then just goes on with their day. Dupe is the best. Um, now jumping into the final story that I've, they, I said they should, how many zeros did I put in this? One, two, three, I did six zeros. So that's, that's one, they should 1 million percent do an X-Force story. And I said, preferably Uncanny X-Force from 2010. And that was the one that, that's the one I always talk about. And it's pretty much, I'll just do a quick synopsis. It's just Wolverine leading a team of mutant killers and assassins on Black Ops missions to kill threats to mankind and mutant kind. Yeah, we got a little joke tease of it. Uh, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, oh God, that scene was so funny. Um, Peter. Yeah, Peter Sugar Bear. That was my boy. Right there. I loved him. My favorite line of the movie is, um, "It was you know that cable's definitely killed a bunch of people, but I bet he hasn't killed as much as melanoma as he's putting on like sunscreen." <laughs> oh, oh my god! I actually, started like I was actually crying in the movie theater watching that. Oh. Um, but yeah, it was, <laughs> it was. It was funny to see them try to do it, but I'd like to see them actually, now that they have all the mutants, to pull through with it. Because they could do the, like I said, Uncanny X-Force from 2010. That's another story I 100% highly recommend. It's so good. 
and it's just a team of mutant killers, assassins, burglars, like coming together to go on like secret black ops missions to kill and eliminate potential threats to mutants, mutant kind and human and mankind to in itself. And the team includes Wolverine, Deadpool, Psylocke, Archangel, and Phantom X. And few of those names might seem familiar. A few of them might not be, but especially Phantom X, he's one that really no one really knows about. He comes in later in this episode too, because he's someone that we talk about characters that we that we'd like to see get introduced. And I put Phantom X on the list because I'd love to see him get introduced. But I mean, the storyline is his dually pistols. Oh my god, yeah, his duallys, his he can he creates like shortwave like brain misdirection that people envision themselves doing one thing but then they snap to something else they snap back to reality and they realize that like they were chasing they could be like chasing after phantom x and he'll do his like misdirection and they'll keep chasing after him but then after a few moments they realize it was just like an after image and phantom x is going the other way Yeah, yeah, yeah so he's crazy and he's part of the I'll get into it later, actually. We gotta get, I got to stick with the storylines. Um, this is a rated R movie, through and through. If they try to do some like hard PG-13, they're not doing it right. It's the same with Deadpool. They're 100% not doing it right unless it's rated R. Because these people are, I mean, first off, murderers. Like Deadpool and Wolverine alone. Psylocke is crazy. She was one of the horsemen of the apocalypse in the apocalypse movie, so you know that she's batshit crazy. Yeah. Archangel was un- was one of the first um so quick backstory, Angel the X-Men got his wings taken off by the Morlocks, which were a group of mutants that live in the sewers. And when he got his wings removed, Apocalypse came to him and said, "Be my horseman of death and I will give you new wings." And when he did this, he gave him metal wings. And so he became Archangel, the Angel of Death. In the, in, um, the, the first um, Age of Apocalypse, and after Apocalypse is defeated, because Archangel comes to, like he realizes like he's hurting his friends even though he's like brainwashed, he comes to and helps out the X-Men and defeats Apocalypse, but he stays Archangel. He's like blue and with crazy metal wings. And throughout the whole story, of uncanny x-force he's battling there's now that apocalypse is dead since he was death the next spot in apocalypse he becomes the next apocalypse so he has to try to yeah it's crazy okay he pretty much like it's like the order of ascension since the top was taken out and he was the next close to the top he becomes the top dog so he has the whole time he's trying to help out the x-force he's simultaneously battling the demons inside himself along with Psylocke, who uses her telekinesis and, like, her her telepathy to, like, try to help him out. And he's a crazy... Yeah, he's... I mean, metal-poisoned wings, like, that just spells murder on, like... Um, so there's no way that they couldn't do an, a rated R. If they tried to do anything else but rated R, again, they're doing it wrong. And I would be mad. I'd be big mad... Um, and like some people they fight in that they fight like Apocalypse in the first storyline they actually go to fight Apocalypse as four horsemen and that's when they come up against the young Apocalypse I won't get more into that because it's a huge thing at the end of that storyline they fight this guy named Father 
and his um his cyborgs now another quick backstory father is the head scientist in this place called the world which is i have it in my notes the world is an experimental micro reality which they create technological human hybrids using sentinel technology interesting yes but they create evil versions of heroes so iron man cap hawkeye like yes, they I they create evil um have you heard of Deathlock? He's like a half zombie. Deathlock is one of them. He's yeah. one that escaped his programming, and now he's trying to stop Father and his like um, his army. Um, that's who some people they fight. Who else do they fight? Archangel, who becomes a new apocalypse, and at the end, Wolverine's son Dakin creates a new Brotherhood of Evil, and they attempt to like fight the X Men and. Um, take Genesis, Evan, and Wolverine and the X-Force have to fight the new Brotherhood of Evil. It's really cool to see that I, if they don't, if they don't adapt any of these, you know what, I take back my statement. If they don't adapt any of these, it's not just a few riots. Dude, we're riding over a, a lot of things. And you know what? We need it. Good. We need it. We <laughs> need for, for the FBI agent listening, we're not actually going to riot. But don't put us down if we do. Um, there's one storyline that I forgot to write about, but I've told you about it. It's called The Exiles yeah, yeah, in 2001. Yeah. That's the story that I hope they adapt. Because there's a character from it that I wrote about that, I, that we'd like to see. Um, or that like I found. He was one of the ones that I said that I would like to see. The Exiles is pretty much just a quick little run-through. It's the Time Brokers recruit different X-Men from different timelines to create a team to go back through different events and storylines to um, go through different events and storylines that have been altered and they go back in time and they have to re-alter them so they're not like different outcome from what they originally were. So they do like um, they do like stories from like uh, the first Phoenix Saga um, the Onslaught storyline. Um, God, what was the other ones? They have a bunch of different ones. It's 100 books. That was the whole story. And I think I read through, I literally think I'm on like 95. Yeah, it was really good. I'd like to see The Exiles because it's different. Yeah. That would be a story that I don't think they'd adapt right away. They would take a bit to let, wait for the X-Men to get integrated before they do the exiles, but I'd like to see it anyway in the future. Um, and then in the next, in this last part, we just have a few characters we'd like to see get introduced. So I said, we put down number one was her name's Lorana Dane, AKA Polaris, who is one of Magneto's children. She is a bastard child of Magneto. He had her with a woman out, um, who cheated on her husband out of wedlock. And she has, like, the same powers of Magneto, magnetism, flight, heightened strength, superhuman durability. Um, her backstory is she killed her parents, her adopted parents, um, when she found out um, they were fighting on a plane. And she got so mad that she, like, her mutant abilities, like, came forward and she blew up the airplane. Uh, or not blew up, dismantled it because of mag because she can control like magnetism. She like dismantled the airplane and crashed, and she was the only one that survived. Um, in the stories that she's been in, 
she's been good, then she's been bad, then she's been in the middle as like an anti-hero. Right now, I think she's she's with Havoc, who's Cyclops' brother. Okay. So they're like a relationship. Interesting. Um, but it would definitely be interesting to see her come in. And I said that she could be introduced as a villain turned hero and or vice versa. Yeah. And or like hero turned villain turned anti-hero. There's so many things we could do with her because she's done, she's done literally the, everything. And she would be an interesting person to bring in because there's already Wanda and Pietro. And it would be interesting to see a third child try to get introduced to them. What about Sabretooth, man? Sabretooth? Well, he was technically in it. He was Lee Schreiber. That's who he played in. I would like to see him come back. He'd be a great character to have come back. But I don't know if they'd ever... They'll probably bring him back because he's one of the main Wolverine villains. Um, I don't know. He would be... You'd need to find someone that was like Lee Schreiber to bring him back and or bring back Lee Schreiber, but I don't think they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He would be one that I'd like to see. Um, for the Exiles, we put down Calvin Rankin. His name is Mim- A.K.A. Mimic. And he's sort of like a weird... He's, he's in a weird spot for the X-Men. He wasn't technically in, a mutant. His dad experimented on him, and he just... After like getting experimented on so much, he got the powers to mimic other people's mutant abilities. So he's copied Wolverine's healing factor, Iceman's ice abilities, Jean Grey's telekinesis, and he's even unintentionally absorbed Hulk's radiation, killing him at one point. But then he absorbed Whoa. his... He absorbed Hulk's radiation? Yeah, because that's like, that's like his powers, is that the radiation gives him strength. So he absorbed oh, oh, the radiation okay, okay. to try to so- give... He got fucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. And he died because of it. But then, I guess he wasn't dead, but he was dead. It's super weird. This character is really weird. He wasn't. He was considered dead, but wasn't really dead. And then he absorbed Wolverine's healing factor, thus bringing him back to life. Okay. And since he got the radiation, scrambled his brain so much when he absorbed the healing factor. For a while, he thought he was Wolverine. Yeah, Mimic is a really weird character. The only reason I'd like to see him be brought in is because he is one of the leaders of the Exiles. So that would be that's the only reason why I'd want to see him come in because he could essentially it would it might mean that they might bring in other Exiles for a future storyline, which would be super cool to see. But yeah, he was he was good, then bad, then dead then they didn't really know what he was on the spectrum. Then when he got his memories back, because he found out Professor X wiped his mind before he died, he was bad. And then he was bad for a while, and now he's trying to be good. He's a really weird character. I don't know why if they would do it, but... Um, I'm going to move on, just because Mimic is really... <laughs> hurts my head after a while to think about how many times he's flip-flopped over the good and evil coin. Um, so we've already talked about him a little bit, talking about Uncanny X-Force, but Phantom X, uh, originally known as Jean-Philippe, a.k.a. Weapon 13, a.k.a. Phantom X. He was a part of the Weapons Plus program, same program that Wolverine, Deadpool, 
a lot of people in the Marvel universe that have been affected by it in the mutant aspect of the Marvel universe. He was created in that place called the world. So he wasn't bred like a normal human. He was created by, he was created in the world, which again is the experimental micro reality, which creates technological human hybrids using sentinel technology. So he was created to be part of father. I think that's his name. Father's giant army of sentinel human hybrids. And at one point he was sent to a train to steal something. And when he went to the train, it exploded. And when it exploded, he got away. And thus later on, he dubbed him. He, he fled to Paris because the train was in between the met, the, the pipeline that was between France and England. And he fled to Paris, adopted a French accent and convinced himself that his name was Jean-Philippe and that he was one of the greatest cat burglars in Europe. Yeah, really weird. Oh my God. But he's, it works for him. He's now like a weird pseudo-Frenchman, which it works for him. He's bougie and crazy like that. So um, his powers, some of them are powers. Some of them are just, he can like read body language really well to the point where he can predict people's movements. Um, he has a like, teleportation, but nobody knows the range of it, which is really weird. They all, everywhere that I, I looked, and plus all of my, I just want to say all the research for today came from Marvel.com. All we did was look, all we did was look up people's names, and it gave us all their backstories, their powers, where they're from, all that stuff. So yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know it all came from Marvel.com. This isn't all off the dome for me. I'm not that smart, trust me. <laughs> um, Everywhere that I looked, though, they said that he has unlimited, he has unknown range for teleportation, but he has teleportation, which is really weird. Um, it's a weird thing to like add on to a, a character. And not to put any stipulations behind it, just pretty much being like, yeah, teleportation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How much should we write for him? Yeah. Just, we don't know. Just tell him there's teleportation. Figure it out. That's pretty much what they were like. And I was like, eh, you know, it makes sense. Cool. They don't really utilize it much, which is fine because if he did, I feel like he'd be overpowered if he teleported literally everywhere. He'd be like um, Nightcrawler, the little blue guy bamfing yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he has, as we talked about, the powers of misdirection. So he can like confuse people's minds into thinking they're chasing after one thing, but then it will be like an after image and Phantom X is running the opposite direction. Um, and a cool thing, he has three brains that all function at once. So they're all like, yeah, it's crazy. They go in, they didn't, they go, if you read Uncanny X-Force, they go super in depth on his brain functions and it's, it's weird. It's really weird. Genius level intellect then. He's, I wouldn't say genius, but he's very smart. Okay. It's like borderline genius level intellect. He's very smart. Like not Tony Stark, but like. He's up there. But yeah, he's not like Iron Man. Yeah, he's like Spider-Man. He's smart, but he's not like remembering like crazy equations smart. It's like street smart smart. It's like Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine a a pseudo-French Batman. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Um, he also has a ship that's connected telepathically to him called Ava, and it emerged from his mouth when what the yeah it emerged from his mouth when he hit puberty, 
and he can speak to it telepathically. It didn't talk to him at first. It's like a child. It's like a kid. It's like he was growing a kid, or he was like a kid was growing up. He was. I can't even speak. It confuses me. Yeah, but you can fly. Yeah, and then uh, you can fly around in the ship. It's literally like he. It's it's such a weird aspect, but yeah, that's his thing. He um. Yeah, I don't really know what else to explain about that. He has a telepathic shift and emerged from his mouth, and he like. He liked help helped it grow. Like it was a kid, and then now he can fly around in it, and they talk to each other telepathically. Yeah, it's really confusing. Um, I said he could be introduced as an antihero, and probably he'll probably stay as an antihero because he's a cat burglar and an assassin. So there's no way he'd ever be a good guy, and there's no way he he would be he could be a bad guy if someone pays him because he's like a mercenary. Yeah, and same thing with a good guy. He'll be a good guy if someone pays him. He's most likely only going to get introduced in X Men. With with the uncanny X Men, uncanny X Force, there we go. And um, yeah, he most, most likely, likely be would be like a side person, not not like a main person. Yeah, uh, other than the X Force movie, I don't really see him being a full blown like member of the Marvel universe, which is it's not a huge loss. He's great, but yeah, he's very limited to what he can do. Um, I forgot to say too. Um, when we were talking about X Force, uh, person that would be part of the team that we didn't talk about would be Domino because she. Oh yeah, she would. She could team. come into going back to Cable and Deadpool. She played a huge part in that um, comic book storyline too. So she could, she could be in the next Cable and Deadpool if yeah. they end up doing that movie. She would definitely be in it. Plus, if they did X Force. They do this team plus Domino. It would make the most sense. It'd be really interesting to see her get like integrated more with, uh, with than just um, Deadpool. I would love to see her in more movies. She was great. Oh, hundred percent. That was a side note. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good. I was just gonna say the last person uh, on the list. I uh, so we started off with two heroes, or hero, an unknown, aka Mimic, who is just hurts my brain, an antihero, and I said. For a future villain, I put down. I don't know if you've ever heard of Onslaught. Maybe I actually have not. So he is. I'll just go into a quick story because that's the whole description I did. So Onslaught is a creation of when, what the hell's his name? Magneto pulled out the adamantium skeleton from wolverine out of anger he like separated the the adamantium from wolverine's skeleton nearly killing him and in the storyline charles um professor x literally got so mad he put magneto into a catatonic state like a coma essentially and when he did that charles inadvertently absorbed some of um magneto's dark ego and he merged it with some of Charles' like underlying problems. And when it did this, it created a psionic being, a psionic energy. Let me start over again. It created Big a words. <laughs> yeah, huge words. Yeah, these are these words are too much for me. A physical manifestation of a sentient psionic being called onslaught. And now this person is pretty much just Charles. Charles is anger 
underlying anger and Magneto's craziness put together. I mean, it sounds pretty badass. It's crazy. It took the powers they have. I'm pretty sure it has the same as Charles. I think it has the same as Magneto's too. Um, it's literally the villain is literally Charles Xavier's mind, like part of it, and. This guy is a huge stretch to get introduced. This guy is like out of left field. He played a huge role back in the day in his storyline, but I don't think he'd get introduced anytime soon. It'd be like 10 plus years, if that, if he ever gets introduced. I would love to see it because he was, at the time, he was a, his storyline was massive. So I would love to see him introduced. God, I'm hiccuping now. Stop it, please. Okay. I would love to see it introduced. I don't think it would. He would be such a weird and crazy person to get thrown in there. But when in the storyline to defeat him, it took the X-Men, the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, and Doctor Doom all to team up to defeat him. And even then, they didn't fully defeat him. He just went away for a while and came back later. Because he's not technically a person. He's literally... someone's consciousness and ego and like an energy so there's not really any way to defeat him he'd be i'd see him as like a long-running x-men villain but like i said it'll be like five to ten plus years if even that even if they decide to introduce him before he comes in the comic i mean before he comes in the movies love to see this oh it's crazy he's so cool plus his suit is badass it's yeah, like I'm looking at a suit right now it looks so cool because it's like magneto's suit but like crazy pointy but on steroids yeah, yeah essentially it's like a beefy <laughs> magneto it's it's like a ghost magneto that can also screw with your mind he's so cool but like i said he's one of those ones that's a stretch but i'd still i'd love to see it i don't know i don't think they'd ever do it but i'd love to see it you would know more than me I do love the X-Men. They are, <laughs> they are my favorite. That's why I'm so passionate about them. Because the movies were so bad. So bad. But I have high hopes for the future now that we have Marvel in charge and we have actual good people in charge. Not saying the directors from Fox were bad. The writers, the writers from Fox, though, yeah. are bad. They can kick rocks. I have other words to say, but I'm, I don't want to get too profane on this podcast. Let's see, uh, let's see what Kevin Feige can do. Oh, the, the God. I love him. Quick side note. Did you know that the X-Men and Mac- Professor X and Magneto are allegories for um, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr.? Really? Yeah. Uh, Professor X is um, supposed to be like Martin Lu- is supposed to be based off of Martin Luther King Jr., who goes off a more peaceful approach for mutant and human kind interacting. And Magneto is um, based off of Malcolm X, who goes off a more extreme, and I wouldn't say violent, but more of a radical um, and more militarized viewpoint of trying to get mutants and humankind to come together. That was a big thing when Stan Lee created the X-Men back in the day. Interesting. Yeah, okay. it was always one of the cool things that I learned back in the one of the one of the first things that I learned with the X Men. I love I love the a bunch of the hidden stuff that you never know about Marvel, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, quick side note, also, uh, when Black Panther first came out, 
um, the writers said Stanley should put more white people in it. So the next issue, they made Black Panther beating up the KKK. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, it was great. I love it. Has nothing to do with the X Men, but I thought that was funny what we were saying, like the little hidden gems. But yeah, that was great. I loved learning about that one too. Yeah, but I mean, overall, back on track um, with the movies, how bad they were, unforgivable, at least for me, my standpoint, unforgivable. The future, looking real bright. Um, Hopefully. (laughs) You know, I'm hopeful, bro. I'm real hopeful. I'm going to keep my head held high because with Marvel in the driver's seat, with the Marvel execs in the driver's seat, not the Fox, I'm keeping my head held high because – they know a lot better than Fox would yeah, what to Fox do, right? Like, oh. You figured people would learn, man. You got Fox, yeah. you do something. You got Sony with Spider-Man. It's like, give it no, up. No, it's a cash grab. Everyone yeah. wants a cash grab. Unfortunately, that's how it's going to be for movies. The movie could tank, but as long as they make money, they don't give a shit exactly. if it's good or bad. That's the sad part. With like Marvel in the driver's seat now, like it's going to be good to see them actually do it right. And not do it just for money, but do it with hopefully heart. Yeah, with passion. Absolutely. We want to see. And if they don't do it right, they don't do it right. In the next Marvel Zombies, Stan Lee's going to be coming out of the grave to eat everyone, bro. Damn straight. Nah, I can't say that. RIP to the God. I love him. Um, But I mean, for the episode itself, I think that's just about it on what we got. Do you have any last remarks? Before we get into recommendations and then the goodbyes. Not that I can think of. Yeah. Um, we covered a I'm, lot. I'm fully, my brain hurts from the amount that I just talked right there <laughs> and the amount of, I had to pull out of my butt for half of that. I know. My man, brain you, hurts. You're, you're carrying this episode. That's just, I, I just read so many X-Men, like a lot of X-Men stories and I've always loved them. So that's why it's yeah. no, no problem. It's no problem at all. This is. Just wait. When we get into like Spider Man, you know honestly a lot better than I do, and oh so. Oh gosh, that's gonna be like a three-hour episode. Oh my god, yeah. I f- I'm sorry in advance for that one, oh, but um, so same as last week. Any new recommendations? Same thing. Well, anything? recommendations for comic books, definitely. Just in X- general. Well, X Men versus um, Avengers, Avengers, classic. That's a Love good, that that's one. A good comic. I would recommend that comic. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm going to recommend literally everything I said on this episode. That's, uh, the exiles, 2001's exiles, um, 2010's uncanny X-Force cable and Deadpool, 100%. Um, Oh God, what else? The de- also Deadpool and Spider-Man. Yep. Those dead. Any Deadpool, awesome. any Deadpool verse comics. They have like Deadpool versus Hawkeye, Deadpool verse, um, Carnage, like all those ones, those little four-story books are great. Deadpool kills the Marvel, kills the Marvel. Oh, yeah, universe. those ones are great. great. Deadpool kills Deadpool. Deadpool yes. Killustrate. Dead. Quick side note: Deadpool Killustrate. Read through those ones because that's Deadpool jumping into great American classics such as Moby Dick, Huck Finn, Frankenstein, and changing the stories and killing people in the stories. It's hysterical oh, to see him yeah. jump back and see all that stuff. It's so funny. I highly recommend any, honestly, any Deadpool kills storyline or Deadpool verse storyline is very good. Can't go wrong. No, absolutely not. And I mean, for those, I'd say that have to be my recommendations. I can't think of any other ones. Uh, do you have any more? Or Not that I can think of. 
that's related to the episode. Oh, then even if it's not related to the episode, just toss them out there. I mean, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is <laughs> so, so random, so random. But World War Hulk. That oh, well, read Planet Hulk, Planet Hulk and then first. World War Hulk. Yes, Planet Hulk first and then World War Hulk. You read that comic book, you see a side of Hulk that you think that you would never see. It's crazy. It's such a good book. Um, it's uh, Without putting too many spoilers in, it's cool to see Hulk not as just a mindless being that just smashes shit. It's good to see exactly. him actually as like someone that he a giant green rage monster that uses his brain for once um everybody out there it's no spoilers but it's like it's kind of similar they kind of like let let into it a little bit with ragnarok with gladiator hulk yes like him getting like lost in uh what was the world sakar yes sakar yeah it's based off on that planet and Gladiator Hulk are about the only two things that tie back to Planet Hulk. But definitely look into that one because it shows how Hulk land. It's before, like, let's say it's like before Thor gets there. It's what Hulk did. Yes, exactly. It's pretty much what Hulk did before Thor got there. It's really good. So and then the, the, the storyline after World War Hulk is amazing. We both highly recommend it. It's insane, to say the least. Let's, let, let's just say... Hulk is not happy with the Avengers. Hulk's a, Hulk smashes everyone that you wish he didn't smash. Exactly. You, it's a must read. It's really good. Um, any other ones? That, that, that's it on my part. All righty. Well, then, then I think that's it for this show. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. We're going to wrap it up here. I realized I just said that's it twice because I just blanked for a moment. Third time's a charm. I think this, we're going to wrap it up this episode. Uh, any last things you got to say? I got nothing. I'm My brain hurts. Last thing I'm going to say is ex, expand your horizons, guys. You yep. Know. Last thing I'll say is follow your dream. <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, when I first started reading comic books, I just hovered towards Spider-Man. That's why I'm a yeah. absolute, I know everything about Spider-Man, but then I started reading about Iron Man, Hulk, Deadpool, all everything, stuff. yeah, and it's just so good. It's endless stuff that's amazing. Yeah. I do agree with Carlos. Definitely expand your horizons, and if you haven't gotten into comics, we do highly recommend you do. Like, and I they're do just that cool. yeah, they're ex- it's fucking expensive. can get pricey. so expensive. Trust me, I. If you go to the local comic book store, I've sunk hundreds of dollars. Yeah, there's there are comics that. My local comic book store has comics that are fifty cents. Yeah, like nothing. Oh, They're super cheap. Yeah, I mean, I've bundles for. I've sunk bucks. probably about five hundred dollars worth of into comic books, probably a little less actually, but it's a lot. I got too much. Yeah, no, it's I crazy. Um, um, but yeah, we do highly recommend reading comics and getting super into it. Um, I get, at the end of every episode, I think we're gonna keep spouting off all these recommendations because. We just highly recommend that you guys get super into it. But again, if you don't, that's your preference. We can't make you do anything. Uh, but if you don't, we'll find you. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll force you to get into comics. <laughs> you know, I'm kidding. I won't do that. I won't you do that. We won't do that. Unless you disrespect us, then it's game time. Then, no. then it's game over. Nonetheless. All right. We've been rambling for the bit. We've been rambling for a bit. We should wrap it up. Um, yeah. Come and check us out. 
uh, next Sunday, we'll have episode three out. Um, we'll have everything done. Come check it out. Check out us out on, oh, God, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public. Those will be the five streaming services that we'll be on. Definitely Spotify. I know Spotify is the most popular. Definitely check us out there first. But if you need anything else, just um, just like look on all those five things and you'll definitely find us. And come check us out every Sunday. We'll be there all the time, whether it's uploads during Sunday vary, but whether it's late at night, super early in the morning, we will be there on Sunday. We will. Every Sunday. Don't want to. You guys let us know if there's listeners out there. Tweet me, man. At, yeah. Uh, at Carlos. Rivera twenty three twelve. If you want us to talk about specific stuff, uh, at two and also if you want us to talk about specific stuff, get in touch with me. My email is mleonard nine eight zero at yahoo.com. Please get in touch with me if you want us to talk about something, even if you want to criticize us. Everything helps. Let me hear yeah, it. Yeah, let us hear it. Um, but yeah, let us know. We'll definitely create pages for our, our things so it'd be easier to reach out to us. Coming up on the Instagram page, Facebook page, all that stuff soon. Just keep in touch because this is still a work in progress, but we will be coming out with new stuff soon. Um, Thank you guys so much. For yeah, with that being said, we're going to wrap it up for the show. Thank you guys for listening. Tune in next week for episode three. I've been Mitch. This is Carlos, our co-host. And he'll all, we'll always, it'll always be us too. We'll have guests every now and then, but for the most part, it's going to be us two the whole time. You're stuck with us for a while, so... Um, with that being said uh, have a great night guys we love you and peace out Excelsior